Hi, I'm Ashley, the host of Taboo and Murder. Today, we are picking up on American terrorism. This is an unofficial part two, as the last few weeks have been tumultuous, to say the least. My last podcast on American terrorists was due to the MAGA bomber. Um, Now we have the Tree of Life shooting, and then most recently we have the shooting out of California and Pleasant Oaks. Um, So much shit is happening that is not being labeled terrorism. And I, for the life of me, am sitting back going, why, 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 why is this not terrorism? Media, all you want to do is sensationalize everything. Why are you not calling terrorism terrorism when it actually matters? So, would you be surprised to know that there isn't a single entity that is accurately and consistently keeping track of mass shooting deaths in America? Would you be surprised that the reason for discrepancy, which leads to lack of transparency, is (gasps) political? Well, Quoting a New York Times article from 2016, the Gun Violence Archive reports 139 mass mass shootings in 2016 alone at the time of this writing. The main reason for the discrepancy is that they define a mass shooting as any in which four people are shot, not necessarily killed, while the traditional definition is that four people must be killed in a public space, not including the gunman. In 2013, a federal mandate lowered the threshold to three fatalities. Mark Fullman, who leads the Mother Jones effort, explains the discrepancies in his New York Times column further. Please check that out if you'd like. So blah, blah, blah. If we can't agree agree on any criteria, then we can't put together data that can be easily viewed and used to combat the NRA lobby, in my opinion. In a previous episode, I posed the question, what makes an American terrorist? The last few weeks have provided an awful lens to view this question through. With the MAGA bomber, Caesar Sayak, to the Tree of Life shooter, and the shooting we're still learning about by the Marine veteran Ian David Long, responsible for the Thousand Oaks shooting, these three incidents have not been reported as terrorist attacks. Why? If we go back to the definition of terrorism, there are three tenets. Quoting now from the government's website... Under current United States law set forth in the USA Patriot Act, acts of domestic terrorism are those which A, involve acts dangerous to human life that are a violation of the criminal laws of the United States or of any state, B, appear to be intended to intimidate or coerce a civilian population or to influence the policy of a government by intimidation or coercion or to affect the conduct of a government by mass destruction, assassination, or kidnapping and occur primarily within the territorial jurisdiction of the United States. So, dangerous to human life and a crime? Check. Intent? Intimidate or coerce a civilian population or to influence the policy of a government, again, by intimidation or coercion, or to affect the conduct of a government by mass destruction, assassination, or kidnapping. Check. Motherfucking check. 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 Lastly, occur primarily within the territorial jurisdiction of the United States. Check. So, I'm just a small business owner and a mom, but with my access to the internet, I can tell that the definition of terrorism set out in the Patriot Act is met in all of these instances. So, why aren't we, the media, society, all of us collectively, calling these acts what they are? Terrorism. 
If we pick apart each case, it isn't the weapon, the bomb, the gun, the plane. It's the color of the skin of the gun holder, of the bomber, of the would-be bomber. The victimology doesn't really matter. Shot in a church, a movie theater, a bar, Trader Joe's, doesn't matter. But if the shooter was brown and or identified with the Islamic faith, well, clearly they're a terrorist. So, Have we just accepted that we're going to label brown people for what they are and allow the white privilege to extend to mass shooters too? Well, we are allowing the white privilege that to do just that. So better phrasing is, what the fuck will we do to eliminate this form of white privilege? I think we need to stop talking about the shooters, for one. I know. It's so schadenfreude, duh. Oh, some my first correction. I'm so happy that I that I got feedback. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Hope I got that right. Anyway, I know it's so schadenfreude to want to know all the things like knowing will give us satisfactory answers. We can get those answers without glorifying the perpetrators. And I think the media is responsible for focusing more on the victimology, the sentencing, and not the actual person. I won't even touch on gun control because that's an episode and a half in its own right. Nor will I touch on mental illness or head trauma. The why doesn't really matter to the dead. They're dead. For the living, for the families, and the survivors, I think the least that we can do is label their senseless killings what they are. are Cowardly acts of terrorism. Everyone agrees that 9-11 was an act of terrorism. Some may think it was government-sanctioned, but it's universally accepted, accepted as terrorism. The Boston bombing and Oklahoma City bombings are regularly, regu- regularly, geez, regularly referred to as terrorism. Again, supporting my theory that bombs are more readily equated with terrorism. But then you had Caesar Sayak, and he isn't being labeled a terrorist. But based on the def- definition outlined in the Patriot Act, he most certainly is a terrorist. Trying to put together the actual body count. Ugh, I know. This is- heavy, of deaths in domestic acts of terrorism post 9-11 is virtually impossible. As I mentioned above, I think there's a reason we don't have access to those stats. That said, I'm going to give a rough breakdown of some of the most notorious mass shootings in the last two decades. December 26, 2000, Wakefield, Massachusetts. Michael McDermott, age 42, shot and killed seven co-workers at Edgewater Technology using several weapons, including an AK-47. This fucker was mad at the IRS and took it out on his employer for garnishing his wages. March 12, 2005, Brookfield, Wisconsin. Terry Ratzman, aged 44, shot and killed seven members of the Living Church of God at a Sheraton hotel with a 9mm handgun before committing suicide. Many ties with religion have been made, including the fact that he was upset about a sermon two weeks before the shooting and his suicide. Formally, there is no motive provided. March 21st, 2005, in Red Lake, Minnesota. Jeffrey Weiss, age 16, shot and killed 10 people before turning the gun on himself, including his grandfather and a police officer, using several weapons, including a 12-gauge shotgun. I really struggle with Jeffrey. Maybe it's because I am 
from Minnesota. And I remember this when I was in high school, we're contemporaries, same age. Um, but I really struggled with Jeffrey. He had a classic bad childhood, which isn't an excuse in the least. He's 100% responsible for what he did. Mental health certainly played a large role. It's so disheartening to look back with the benefit of hindsight to see every single card this kid was dealt went to build his coffin. There's a bit of conflicting info surrounding his mental health, but by all accounts, this is still an act of terrorism. January 30th, 2006, Goleta, California. Former postal worker Jennifer San Marco, age 44, shot and killed seven people, including several former co-workers and herself. So Jennifer is the reason that we say going postal. Also, she was denied a business license for a publication entitled The Racist Press in 2004. Cute. October 2nd, 2006, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Charles Carl Roberts IV shot and killed five female students inside an Amish schoolhouse using several weapons before committing suicide. In his suicide note, he discusses his anger with God. February 12th, 2007, Salt Lake City, Utah. Tolvik, oh, I think I dropped the person's first name. It was probably because I couldn't pronounce it. Um, Tolvik, aged 18, killed five people at Trolley Square Mall with two weapons before he was shot and ki killed by the police. I lifted this ent entire quote um, from Wikipedia, but I donated money, so it's like I own the internet now, right? Anyway, the quote. The father suggested that the U.S. government bear some responsibility for his son's action, saying the authorities are guilty for not alerting us that he bought a gun. In the U.S., you cannot buy cigarettes if you are underaged, but you can buy a gun. Federal law prohibits the sale of handguns and handgun ammunition to those under 21 from federally licensed gun dealers, although some states allow 18-plus to purchase handguns through legal private sales. Long guns being a rifle or a shotgun, and rifle shotgun ammunition are prohibited to those under 18. Talovic had bought the guns in a pawn shop. In the light of the war of terrorism, some commentators, including John Gibson and U.S. Representative Chris Cannon, suggested that Talovic repeatedly shouted Allah Akbar prior to his death, suggesting a religious motive, citing video of the rampage which supposedly captures his religious shouting. After being told that police investigators had not uncovered any evidence to support his claims, Cannon's spokes, spokesman said the congressman accepts that Tolvik did not yell anything of a religious nature. FBI agent Patrick Kiernan stated that he had no reason to suspect terrorism. Interesting. The father then goes on to say, we are Muslims, but we are not terrorists. And if you do any amount of research, you will see this labeled as an act of terrorism over and over and over again. And it was a gun, but the religion of the person is what swayed public opinion of the act being a terrorist attack as opposed to just another mass killing. How depressing. Why did I choose this podcast? Ugh. April 16th, 2007, Blacksburg, Virginia. College student Sung Hyu Cho shot and killed 32 people on the campus of Virginia Tech with two weapons before taking his own life. This is a hot mess of incel, rich kid envy, 
entitlement, and mental health issues going untreated. Please look this one up. The reasons are too numerable to reference, and it is rage-inducing. October 7th, 2007, Crandon, Wisconsin. Sheriff's Deputy Tyler Peterson, age 20, shot and killed six people at a post-homecoming party in an apartment before committing suicide. He used a semi-automatic rifle. Another case of a man being afraid of rejection, his romantic advances were rebuffed, so he did what any entitled white kid would do. I'm kidding, of course. But this asshole then shot up a party and killed six people. What a fucker. December 5th, 2007, Omaha, Nebraska. Robert Robert A. Hawkins killed eight people and himself using a semi-automatic rifle after entering the West Roads Mall. Mood disorders, previous psychiatric stays, rejection from the military, all of these things have been uh, provided as reasons for his act of terrorism. February 2nd, 2008, Kirkwood, Missouri. Charles Lee Thornton, 52, entered a public city council meeting and shot and killed five people with two handguns before he was shot and killed by police. In short, he had legal and financial trouble that fueled his terroristic rage. It's way more complicated than all of that, of course, but I'm not going to read four pages of theory to you, so look that one up if you want to as well. February 14th, 2008, DeKalb, Illinois. Stephen Kazmierzak, 27, shot and killed five people on the campus of Northern Illinois University with several semi-automatic weapons before killing himself. Some have blamed the use of Prozac and Xanax for his killing spree. Others have noted his um, infighting with, or his infatuation rather, with um, the Georgia Tech shootings. June 25th, 2008, Henderson, Kentucky. Wesley Neal Higdon, 25, killed five people at Atlantis Plastics Factory with a semi-automatic weapon before taking his own life. Fucking toxic masculinity. This grade-A douche was difficult to work with. He was escorted one day by, um, by a supervisor at work out to his vehicle. He retrieved a gun. He came back in and he shot and killed five people. Oh, toxic masculinity. April 3rd, 2009, Binghamton, New York. I hope that's on an autocorrect. Entres Wong, a 41-year-old naturalized American citizen from Vietnam, shot and killed 14 people at the American Civic Association with two weapons before killing himself. There have been reported links to the Taliban, but I don't buy it. I think this was a lone wolf that killed after he felt that he was mocked and rejected one too many times. To be clear, there is absolutely no evidence that the Taliban had anything to do with this. They just claimed it because right time um, to claim such an atrocity, essentially. Don't take my word for it. Certainly look it up if you want. August 3rd, 2010, Manchester, Connecticut. Omar Thornton, 34, entered a warehouse owned by his former employer, Hartford Distributors, and shot and killed eight before with two semi-automatic weapons before committing suicide. Thornton's family says it was in response for racial discrimination at his job. September 6, 2001, excuse me, 2011, Carson City, Nevada. Eduardo Sension, 32, opened fire with a semi-automatic rifle, a rifle in an IHOP restaurant, killing four people and himself. 
diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia when he was 18 years old. He had no traces of antipsychotic drugs in his body on the day of the massacre, according to toxicology reports. In January 2009, he filed for bankruptcy, listing more than $42,000 in outstanding debts for a car, several credit cards, and medical expenses. His motive for the attack is unknown by law enforcement officials, though there was no indication that it was a terrorist attack and that he had no known connection to the military nor motivation for shooting the National Guardsmen. It's still terrorism. Schizophrenia or not, it's still terrorism. I just don't get it. Why do we have the Patriot Act outline definition if we're not going to follow it? (sighs) Okay. July 20th, 2012. Aurora, Colorado. James Holmes, 25, shot and killed 12 people in a movie theater during the premiere of The Dark Knight Rises, using several weapons, including a semi-automatic rifle. He also was, and I'm sure this one is in the public consciousness still with his crazy hair, which I have red hair. That does not make a person crazy. Um, It's a sign that they could be. I kid. Um, But I think everybody remembers James Holmes because he was in full on like body armor head to toe. And I think that was the first time that we saw the like militarization of a civilian against a civilian population. Um, Anyway, he is uh, quoted in a CNN article by saying the obsession to kill since I was a kid um, with age became more and more realistic. He wrote in a notebook that the fucker sent to his psychiatrist before the assault. Life isn't a video game, motherfucker. And clearly by having these notebooks and being involved with a psychiatrist and sending the shit to a psychiatrist, there's a level of culpability that just simply can't be denied or chalked up to mental illness. My opinion. As somebody that struggled with mental illness uh, half her life. August 5th, 2012, Oak Creek, Wisconsin. Wade Michael Page, age 40, killed four people with a semi-automatic weapon inside a Sikh temple before turning the gun on himself. Pretty fucking simple explanation with this asset. He was a white supremacist. Fucking Nazis. December 14th, 2012, Newtown, Connecticut. (sighs) Take a break, people, if you need one. Adam Lanza, 20, shot and killed his mother and 26 people, children, inside Sandy Hook Elementary School before turning the gun on himself. As a mother of two small children, this literally keeps me up at night and also entertain homeschooling as a serious possibility. Anyway, this sick fuck is reported to have been a pedophile. At least that's a theory from the FBI. But I don't think anyone will ever come up with a reason for killing these babies. I'm anti-death penalty, but in cases like this, tie his hands behind his back and I will kill him with my bare hands. Like, I know I could summon the rage to go berserker on his ass. Call back. Boom. Okay, on with the soul-crushing reality of terrorism. March 13th, 2013. New York. Kurt Meyer, 64, killed four people at a car wash and barbershop with a shotgun before he was shot and killed by police. There's no motive, but he did start an apartment on fire before his shooting spree, leading many to speculate regarding his mental condition. September 16, 2013, Washington, D.C. Aaron Alexis, 34, shot and killed 12 people inside the Washington Navy Yard with a 12-gauge shotgun before he was shot and killed by police. 
both unchecked mental health and the use of antidepressants have been blamed for this violence. June 7th, 2013, Santa Monica, California. John Zawahari, 23, opened fire in a home and later on the campus of Santa Monica College, killing five people with a semi-automatic rifle. He was killed during a shootout with police. A family dispute apparently led to him snapping. July 26th, 2013, Halea, Florida. Pedro Alberto Vargas, 42, shot and killed six people with a semi-automatic weapon in his apartment complex before setting fire to his own apartment. He was shot and killed by a SWAT team. So he actually used $10,000 in cash. He he lit $10,000 of cash on fire in his apartment before shooting his neighbors. Mental illness or a mental break is assumed to be the cause. September 14th, 2014, Bell, Florida. John C. Spirit, 51, shot and killed his granddaughter and six grandchildren before turning the gun on himself. Classic spiral of domestic abuse. I will have an entire episode on domestic abuse and the link to mass shootings. I would personally, as a um, person with absolutely no clout, um, but a person on the internet, um, I would classify this as a family family annihilator. I know he's the grandfather, and so that is um, it's a bit different, but I, it's it's still family family annihilation. Um, so domestic abuse, yes, mass shooting, yes, or is is it a family annihilator situation? Um, because the fucker is dead, we won't know. May 17th, 2015, Waco, Texas. Rival motorcycle gangs kill nine at a restaurant in Waco, Texas. There were over 170 arrests made after the incident. Think sons of anarchy? You got it. June 17th, 2015, Charleston, South Carolina. Dylan Roof, 21 walks into a historic black church in Charleston, South Carolina, and kills nine people. The white supremacist got fucking Burger King on his way to jail. The cops brought him to Burger King before jail. I wonder how that arrest would have gone down if Dylan Roof were brown or black. October 1st, 2015, Roseburg, Oregon, Christopher Harper Mercer enters, um, oh God, this has to be an autocorrect. It looks like Oompa Loompa Community College in Southwest Oregon and opens fire and kills nine, wounding seven others before police shot him to death. He was kicked out of the military after five weeks. He totally had an authority complex. I cannot help but think of George Zimmerman when I read Harper Mercy's history. Look it up. It is, there are so many parallels. I would say fascinating. It's grotesquely fascinating. November 27th, 2015, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Robert Louis Deere storms in a Planned Parenthood health clinic in Colorado Springs, Colorado and kills three people and wounding nine. Anti-abortion attacks are one of the few attacks that will occasionally be labeled as a terrorist attack by the left-leaning media. Fox News would never call it terrorism. I checked. December 2nd, 2015, San Bernardino, California. 
a man and a woman walk into a holiday party. Sounds like the beginning of a joke, but it's not funny. A man and a woman walk into a holiday party, both armed with assault weapons and kill 14 people and wounding 17 others. The investigation found that the perpetrators were inspired by Islamic terrorists and terrorist organizations. In Senate Judiciary Committee testimony given on December 9, 2015, FBI Director James Comey said that they were talking to each other about jihad and martyrdom before their engagement and as early as the end of 2013. They reportedly spent at least a year preparing for the attack, including taking target practice and making plans to take care of their child and Farouk's mother. Comey has said that although the investigation has shown that the couple was radicalized and possibly inspired by foreign terrorist organizations, there is no indication that they were directed by such a group or part of a broader cell or network. On December 16, 2015, Comey said, We can see from our investigation that in late 2013, before there is a physical meeting of these two people, Farouk and Malik, resulting in their engagement and then journey to the United States, they are communicating online, showing signs in the communication of their joint commitment to jihadism and martyrdom. Those communications are direct private messages. Comey said that the FBI's investigation had revealed that the perpetrators were consuming poison on the internet and both had become radicalized before they started courting and dating each other online and before the emergence of ISIL. As a result, Comey said that untangling the motivations of which particular terrorist propaganda motivated in what way remains a challenge in these investigations and our work is ongoing there. In one Arabic language online radio broadcast, ISIL described the perpetrators as supporters following the attack. During the police investigation into the attack, the New York Times reported that this language indicated a less direct connection between the shooters and the terrorist group. In a December 5, 2015 English language broadcast on its Bayan radio station, ISIL referred to the couple as soldiers of the Seth. Oh, autocorrect, which is a phrase ISIL uses to denotate members of the terrorist organization. The New York Times reported that it was unclear why the two versions differed. Well, I would say it's because some people wanted it to be labeled as terrorism. On December 1st, 2016, nearly one year after the attack, authorities speculated on Farouk's forced participation in the training event and Christmas party as a trigger. Newly discovered emails indicated that Malik had objected to the party and did not want her husband to participate. San Bernardino Police Chief Jared Bergen said in an interview with ABC News that Malik stated that she didn't think that a Muslim should have to participate in a non-Muslim holiday or event in an online account. Okay. June, I would I would suggest you guys do some um, research into the San Bernardino shooting. I thought that I knew basically the synopsis of the story until I really started researching it. And after doing my research, I feel like I know less than I did before researching it. I feel like there's just some information that is not being divulged. Um, okay, so on to Orlando, Florida. Omar um, Mateen, 29, killed 49 people and injured 53 at Pulse, a popular gay nightclub in Orlando, Florida. This was June 12, 2016. 
President Barack Obama described the horrific event as an act of terror and hate. This obviously was an act of terrorism. I think all of these were acts of terrorism. The um, location was not chosen by chance. He had scouted out the location. He had planned to inflict as much damage on the gay community as humanly possible. Terrorism. October 1st, 2017, Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen Paddock, 64, opened fire from the 32nd uh, floor of a Las Vegas hotel during a country music concert located at the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino, killing more than 50 people and injuring about 200 others. Anti-government conspiracies is cited as the official motive. This has led to many additional conspiracy theories. I feel like this particular case I could do an entire episode on. It is so horrific, so terrifying from so many different angles, and yet people just do not want to allow that information to be true and have come up with some truly insane conspiracy theories um, that I would love to cover in like a conspiracy theories episode or something. Um November 5th, 2017, Sutherland Springs, Texas, Devin Patrick Kelly, 26, entered First Baptist Church during, um, or in Sutherland Springs, Texas, rather, um, during a service, killing at least 26 people and wounding another 20. Several reports of domestic violence and erratic behavior occurred prior to the shooting. Clearly, religious motivations. February 14th, 2018, Parkland, Florida. Nicholas Cruz, a 19-year-old former student at Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, walked into the school and killed 17 students, according to federal officials, before being taken into custody by police. He literally said he wanted to be a, quote, professional school shooter. He said this on YouTube. What a sick little fuck. April 22, 2018, Nashville, Tennessee. Travis Renning, a 29-year-old man, opened fire at a Waffle House restaurant in Antioch, Nashville, killing four people and wounding two. An AR-15 rifle was found at the scene. The suspect, who has severe schizophrenia, was found incompetent to stand trial and was committed to a mental hospital for treatment. The gunman was... Okay, technical difficulty. Let's try picking up again. And by technical difficulty, I mean my dog. Travis, 29-year-old man, opened fire at a Waffle House restaurant in Antioch, Nashville, killing four people and wounding two. An AR-15 rifle was found at the scene. The suspect, who had severe schizophrenia, was found incompetent to stand trial and was committed to a mental hospital for treatment. The gunman was partially naked when the shooting occurred, wearing only a green jacket. After sitting in a pickup truck in the parking lot for approximately four minutes, he came out holding an AR-style, AR-15-style rifle and fatally shot two people outside the Waffle House. He went inside the restaurant and continued to fire, killing a third person and fatally injuring a fourth who died at the Vanderbilt University Medical Center, with four others treated for related injuries. One customer, 29-year-old James motherfucking Shaw Jr., who suffered a bullet graze wound, hid near the restaurant's bathrooms, rushed the shooter, and wrestled the rifle away. away. The gunman fled on foot, leaving behind his rifle and ammunition. 
Police arrested Jeffrey, uh, Travis Jeffrey Ranking, born February 1st, 1989, the day after the shooting. Ranking was from Morton, Illinois. He had a history of erratic conduct and delusions. In May 2016, sheriff's deputies in Tazewell County responded to a call from Ranking's parents in the parking lot of a drugstore where a paramedic said Ranking had delusions that Taylor Swift was personally stalking him and hacking his phone. The report noted Travis is hostile toward police and does not recognize police authority. Travis also possesses several firearms. In 2017, he lived in an apartment above his father's crane rental business in Tremont, Illinois. In June 2017, an employee of the business called police saying Rain King had come downstairs carrying a rifle, wearing a pink dress, and using an expletive before tossing the rifle in his trunk and leaving the building. On another occasion around the same time, a public pool director called police to report Ranking had come to the pool in a pink women's house coat and then exposed himself to lifeguards. In June 2017, the U.S. Secret Service arrested Ranking near the White House after he crossed a barrier and refused to leave. The Secret Service and Ranking had said he wanted to set up a meeting with the president. The report notes that he made a reference to being a sovereign citizen. Ranking was charged with unlawful entry, a misdemeanor, and entered into a deferred prosecution agreement in July 2017, in which he performed 32 hours of community service and was ordered to stay away from the White House. In November 2017, the court dismissed the case and he, after he successfully completed the program. Following his arrest, Illinois authorities revoked his state firearms authorization and seized four of his weapons, including the AR-15 used in the Nashville shooting, two other rifles, and a handgun. According to the sheriff of Tazewell County, Illinois, Ranking's father, who held a valid state authorization card, asked sheriff's deputies whether he could keep the guns, and they allowed him to do so after he assured them he would keep them secure and away from his son. Both the Nashville police chief and the Tazewell County Sheriff believe that Ranking's father returned the guns to his son sometime before the shooting. According to a spokesman for the Nashville police, Ranking moved to the Nashville area in the autumn of 2017 and was employed as a crane and construction worker from January 2018 until April 2018. He was fired on April 3, 2018 for claiming that people including other employees were after him. According to police, four days before the Waffle House shooting, Ranking stole a BMW from a Brentwood, uh, Tennessee dealership. Police used GPS to track the car to Ranking's apartment complex and located the key fob from his apartment. James Shaw Jr. is a fucking hero. He took down the gunman and saved untold lives. Fucking hooray for James Shaw Jr. There are so many fucked up elements to that story. We could do a whole episode on just that story, how the system failed us citizens over and over and over again. But that would be more depressing than all of this somehow. Onward March. May 18th, uh, 1018. Whoa! May 18th, 2018, Santa Fe, Texas. Demetrios Pagortis, I'm not saying that again, I am guarantee, I'm going to guarantee I said that wrong. 17 walked into Santa Fe High School and opened fire, killing at least eight people, including fellow students. According to Reuters, the male student entered the school around 8 a.m. This fucker said that he wanted to have his story told, so he killed kids he didn't like and spared those that he did. So they'd share a story. 
By the way, my rage level is off the charts. I'm now kind of numb. Yay, America. June 28th, 2018, Annapolis, Maryland. At least five people were killed at the Capitol newspaper in Annapolis, Maryland. Police and witnesses say that the suspected gunman was taken into custody around 5 p.m. Ramos had issues with a story detailing a lawsuit he was involved in back in 2011. Apparently, this is why he attacked. August 26th, 2018, Jacksonville, Florida. David Katz, 24, was attending a Madden NFL um, video tournament and opened fire with two handguns, killing two, injuring 10, before turning the gun on himself. No motive has been released as of November 8th, 2018. I believe it was ABC. ABC, don't sue me. It could have been NBC. One of the um, uh, carriers that was live streaming this um, let the audio run for a full two minutes during the rampage. You could hear screaming. You could hear people being shot. It was broadcast live during the Little League World Series. Super cool for a bunch of kids to hear a mass shooting live. I know I'd be totally chill as a parent, but Janet Jackson's nipple. October 27th, 2018, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Robert D. Bowers walked into the Tree of Life Congregation Synagogue shouting anti-Semitic slurs, open-fired, opened fire and killed 11 people using an AR-15 style assault rifle. He was openly anti-Semitic. Pretty fucking easy to make the link. November 7th, 2018. Thousand Oaks, California. A man dressed in all black and carrying a handgun opened fire inside the Borderline Bar and Grill, a country and western dance hall located in Thousand Oaks, California, killing at least 12 people, including a sheriff's deputy who arrived at the scene to provide assistance. Here's what we know today, just 12 hours after the shooting. The suspected gunman was identified as 28-year-old Ian David Long, a Marine veteran. Long used a 45 caliber handgun designed to hold 10 rounds plus one in the chamber, but had an extended magazine that is illegal in California. 12 people were killed, including Sheriff Sergeant Ron Helis. Long was also found dead inside the club. 11 other victims have not been identified. I just saw a man find out on live television that his child was one of the 11 killed. I have a stomachache still from watching it. I literally can't imagine the, uh, the, the hours of not knowing where your child is, assuming the worst, hoping for the best, and then the worst news you could find out in your entire life. It happens with a barrage of cameras in front of you. And nobody asks how you're feeling. Nobody gives a fuck about you. They give a fuck about the soundbite. They want your tears for their clicks. They don't care about the person. They don't care about the tragedy. It's uh, that saying, uh, one death is a tragedy, a million deaths is a statistic, or however it goes. I saw that play out, and it's disgusting. And I think it's one of the reasons we need to start labeling these things as acts of terrorism. We need to stop glorifying it. Yes, we need to cover the victims. We need to focus on victimology. Um, but we need to slap the label of terrorism where it is 
actually playing out, um, it clearly holds weight in the public consciousness and we apply it where we think it's needed, but we need to more universally apply the label of terrorism so that as a collective whole, we can make the transition to just simply not accepting terrorism when it's done by people that look like us, in quotes. And I say that as a white person. One mini breaking the taboo that I'm just going to throw in here right now. White privilege. White privilege does not mean that you are sorry for being white. It simply means recognizing the advantages that one has had in their life due to their skin color. And sometimes an advantage can be not encountering a disadvantage. So by not having to jump through hoops or over hurdles because of my skin color, that's white privilege. So I am not apologizing for being white. I can't help it. Sometimes I wish I had a little more melanin in my skin because I look like the underside of a fish belly, but I have benefited from the color of my skin from the time, from before I was born. My mother received better prenatal care because she was a white woman. My, I had a better chance of surviving childbirth. My mother did too because she was white. All of those things are privilege that is built into every facet of our system and rant about white privilege and the fact that it is not being apologetic for being a skin color. It's simply recognizing advantages or lack of disadvantages that go along with being part of the, quote, majority. Okay, so 12 people were killed, including the sheriff sergeant. Um, Long, the gunman, was found dead inside the club. No one's sad about that except his family. They're victims too. That is very sad. Um, So I shouldn't have said that, but I don't care that he's dead. 11 other victims have not yet been identified. As I said, I saw that one video and it just shook me. Um, At least 10 others were injured during the attack. The severity of their injuries still is not known. Long used a smoke bomb as he entered the bar, sending victims fleeing in panic. There has been a lot circulating regarding his um, veteran status, and maybe that's why he had access to certain weapons or PTSD, blah, 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 blah. I don't think we're going to have any answers for a long time, if ever. So Long used a smoke bomb as he entered the bar, sending victims fleeing in panic. The shooting began around 11.20 p.m. local time Wednesday night. The Borderline Bar and Grill was holding its regular college country nights when the attack took place. A motive in the attack is still unclear. Deputies responded to a call at Long's home in April where they found him acting irrationally due to what may have been PTSD. Shootings of any kind are extremely rare in Thousand Oaks, which has been deemed one of the nation's safest cities. The deadliest mass shooting in the U.S. since 17 students and teachers were killed at the Parkland, Florida High School in just February. Every single one of these shootings meets the standard set forth in the Patriot Act. But we do not label all of these killers as terrorists. Why is it taboo to call a terrorist a terrorist? if they're white and or American. Leading question, good thing we're not in court. This was a heavy episode, but I think it's important. We need to break the taboo. Americans can be terrorists. White men can be terrorists. Women can be terrorists. 
Terror- terrorism doesn't wear a hijab. Terrorism isn't the product of a religion. Terrorism is an act that has its own classification for a reason. Let's use it. Thank you for listening to this special episode, Breaking the Taboo. Americans are terrorists too. I greatly appreciate if you'd subscribe to Taboo and Murder, rate and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you found this thought-provoking, please share it with a friend. As always, feedback welcome on Twitter at SMTaboo. Thanks for listening. Hey, just a couple of notes. ISIL stands for a terrorist group out of Iraq. They've essentially been absorbed a la Amazon style um, by another terrorist group. So they essentially don't exist anymore. Just a note if you are Googling. Um, Also, I just want to say like a big thank you, I guess, to Georgia Hardstark, which will never, she will never hear this, but she's the reason that I did a thing and it's not perfect. And I am still, um, putting out raw unedited episodes because that's all the time that I have, frankly. And I look forward to improving, learning and growing. I appreciate any constructive criticism, episode ideas. And of course, if you'd share with all of your friends, podcasting is super hard. So holla at all of the like daily producers. I just don't know how you do it. But thank you because I listen to a lot of you. Um, but yeah, I did a thing and it's not perfect. And I welcome any feedback so that I can improve. This is something that I've wanted to do for a long time. And it's really interesting. The research is super fun. Um, getting it's minimal. Um, I'm not a big deal like wine and crime or Queens or the dollop or my favorite murder or any of those like big deals. Um, but like getting feedback about things that I've said and I've researched and I've put out there is just really cool. And, um, I appreciate everybody that has listened to the first few episodes as I try to find what the, what the podcast is going to ultimately be. And, um, I don't want it to ever have to be a certain thing. Um, but I want it to be what you guys enjoy. So let me know what that is. And again, thanks for listening. Thank <phone> you. <rings>